0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a huge night of European football. Rangers may be without Alfredo Morelos, but the Champions League lies in wait if they can get past PSV Eindhoven. The waiting is almost over for Celtic tomorrow. Their Champions League fate will be known and Robbie Nielsen's backing the Hearts fans to help see them through to the Europa League tomorrow. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Cammy Bell and Hugh Keevans. I need to talk to you and Cammy about travel sickness. There have been four away ties in Europe this season for Scottish clubs. Hearts, Motherwell, Dundee United, Rangers have lost the lot. Since the start of last season, there have been 28 away ties in Europe for Scottish clubs. Five wins out of 28. That's not even a 20% success rate. So we don't travel well. The only consolation for Rangers tonight is that they've got a dodgy goalkeeper at PSV in Walter Benitez. And they, PSV, have not kept a clean sheet in any domestic or European match this season. 50-50. He started with the doomsday scenario, then he's tried to talk it up, Cammy Bell. What a night we have in store. It would have been some night anyway, and then you factor in the Alfredo Morelos drama yesterday. It's just going to be blockbuster. Yeah, again, really looking forward to tonight. Um, Rangers will be as a club and all the players will be, be geared up for a huge performance tonight, which they need to produce. And it's all about executing that performance tonight. If they do do it, which I think they have got the players to do it, they can go and win that game. But it's going to take a massive, massive performance. And Hugh, the big games just keep coming thick and fast. Yep. Tomorrow, Robbie Nielsen's hearts will try and get to the Europa League group stages by getting past... Zurich at Tynecastle. The Celtic fans, this is like Christmas Eve. Oh. Tomorrow they know their Champions League fate will be published. Uh, and whether it's glamour, whether it's so-called winnable, we'll find out. So many different factors here, Gordon. You know, here we have Rangers tonight who, because of red cards, had nine men putting in a real shift for the last 20 minutes at Easter Road on Saturday. Meanwhile, PSV had the weekend off. With regard to Hearts, Robbie Nielsen, I think, was in some sort of fantasy world when he described Hearts' performance at Celtic Park last Sunday. They will need to be much improved uh, against FC Zurich. But it's right to hand, highlight the crowd at Tynecastle because it will be a bit tasty. And as for the Celtic fans, well, bring on Man City and Real Madrid. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be good fun We'll get into that later on Cammy. That debate It's always To simplify it It's the debate between Glamour and winnable We do it every year Always And that's what it That's what it will come down to Maybe some fans want a bit of both But we'll find out Before 8 o'clock Yeah for me It's winnable And get into the next stage That's progression for Celtic And Rangers If they both Get into the Champions League Come on 01419511025 Get your phone calls in please And let us know what is on your mind There's nothing better than Super Scoreboard On a big game night When we can get a feel for you, from you About your confidence Your fears All your thoughts ahead of the game The team lineup suggestions of course That's always a good debate And Rangers fans it would be pretty hard I think To talk through the team without mentioning 
what happened yesterday in Alfredo Morelos the phone lines were extremely busy last night so I'm pretty sure uh, we'll get some leftover thoughts on that topic and as we said Celtic fans this is going to be your last chance to get your Champions League wish list in who do you want? Look through the pots I'll read some of them out for you later on you can pick what's your best case scenario what's your worst case scenario what you're hoping for when those balls are drawn out tomorrow 0141 951 1025 Get your calls in, please. Uh, right, Hugh, generally speaking then, the game tonight, PSV Rangers, how big? Sum it up. Well, it's a £40 million showdown because either Rangers go into the Champions League and get their £40 million or they go into the Europa League where you don't earn as much. It's as simple as that. I have every faith in Rangers because of what happened last season. Now, I know that they haven't started this season domestically or in Europe in thunderous fashion, but they deserve respect. And I think they will handle themselves well, handle the crowd and the occasion at the Phillips Stadium in Eindhoven. I think it's a night for the big players. It's a night for Ryan Kent. So much pressure now on Antonio Cholak because of the Morelos situation. If Antonio Cholak keeps... Rangers in the competition and they're in that draw in Istanbul tomorrow, then Alfredo Morelos will fade into the background, kind of. But if Rangers don't make it, Alfredo Morelos comes right to the forefront. Is this the next step for Rangers, Cami? They got to a European final, they did win a league title, they've added cup success. Is this the next logical achievement for them to try and tick off? Yeah, definitely, and I think it's what what Gio's been gearing towards. He he wants to get into that Champions League. Um, I agree a lot with what Hughes just said that tonight Antonio Cholak can be a hero, and for me that will be the the beginning of the end for Morelos at Rangers. I think if if they can, he can continue his form because he's been in really really good form lately, um, been a top striker for Rangers, and that's what they need. Um, I just don't like the way that. Morelos has came back and the whole surroundings that's, that's came along with him at the moment. Right, let's go. 01419511025. Rangers fans, the game tonight, the prospect of Champions League, the Alfredo Morelos situation. Celtic fans, your Champions League wish list. Tynecastle tomorrow for you, Hearts fans. Anything else that's out there, pick up the phone and let us know. Derek is in Govan. Excited, Derek? Nervous? Somewhere in between? But I both, but I both scored an eye. But I both, mate. How confident are you though When you think You know Hughes mentioned The sort of The positive would be The the Europa League run Getting to the final Maybe the negative would be Not too many Wins on the road Dortmund aside How do you think it'll go tonight? Nah but I I think uh, One off games We turn up We turn up eh? And this is a a knockout Winner takes all So I think there's more pressure On PSV And there is on Rangers as well With them playing at home What do you think I'm quietly confident What do you think Cammy? Because To almost repeat that Obviously Rangers were very good in Europe last season and don't get to Europa League final without being good. That night in Dortmund was one of the great away performances you'll see from a Scottish club. But apart from that, they actually weren't as good on the road and a lot of the hard work was done at Ibrox. This time they, they got a two-all draw at Ibrox and now they'll need to either win the game or, well, yeah, win it on penalties. Yeah, but I think Derek's spot on with his comment there that it's, it's winner-takes-all tonight and they know that going into the game, which I think is massive. Going over there, they know they need to get the result to, to then qualify for the, the Champions League. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a huge, huge game. 
Um, and one I believe Rangers can win I think they'll take confidence from last week that I feel as if it was a really even game PSV had a, 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 they were better in the second half than Rangers slightly but didn't absolutely batter them there was no John McLaughlin had a couple of decent saves but it wasn't an onslaught towards the Rangers goal and Rangers had majority of the first half so I think it's going to be a really really close game today um, and Hugh is right it's about the big game players turning up tonight so that's, what, that's what can win Rangers the game I don't think Cammy that players go out the park thinking you know what it's £40 million pounds for the club or if we drop to the Europa League it's less than that I think players are motivated by the occasion by what Conor Goldson was talking about he came from Colchester now he's looking at the Champions League they're motivated by football matters high finance is for Douglas Park and the board to concern themselves with Unless the players are on 50 grand a man to get to the group stages, oh. Cammy. Yeah, which there will be on a huge bonus. <laughs> there will but be. I, I, There'll be something I, I, like that, won't I, I totally, and I, and I totally agree with you, though, that this is this is something that a lot of them Rangers players want to tick off on their CVs, and they've done it and been there and played in Champions League qualifiers. That mm. That's what they want to do. They want to be in the group stages. So, yeah, for, for them, it's a massive opportunity for them tonight. Derek, in any, you don't need to go through all 11, although you can if you want. What, what do you want to see from the team? Who do you want to see play or not play as the case may be I hope they will be pace I hope they play Sakala I really do I Sakala Colak and Ken and just, just go for it nothing to lose nothing to lose I, uh, I think their defence last week was shaky every time we attacked them uh, but they're a very good side PSV don't get me wrong very good side but I think if we can get to their defence we can, we can score it would be quite something to see Fashion Sakala not any judgement from me on his talent Cammy, but just the lack of game time in fact he's not had a single minute on the pitch this season so if he was to get in as Derek's Derek hopes he is right from the start that would be quite a surprise wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be a surprise for me. Uh, I understand what what Derek's saying, and he, but again, I think the lack of game time this season, and for me, it probably looks as if Gio doesn't fancy him that much, or he he's not impressed him enough in training to get the opportunity yet. So, I think a big game like tonight, I, I can't see him definitely. I can't see him starting, but you never know. Obviously, an impact player from the bench. Well, there are so many moving parts involved in this. Last uh, time out at Ibrooks. It was set pieces that were Rangers' downfall. They have to be mindful of that. Connor Goldson in particular against uh, PSV Eindhoven had a night that he wouldn't necessarily wish to remember in a defensive sense. So that's important. Ryan Kent, I think if he can reproduce the form that took Rangers to Seville last season, is a vital player. And it goes without saying that Cholak, if he gets the proper service, is another essential for Rangers uh, Cammy, in the space of a week how <laughs> how much improved must Rangers zonal marking be when you look at how costly it was last week yeah it was a, a huge Achilles heels for them last week again it just didn't look convincing to me I, I remember being on the show last week and we had the kind of argument what would you rather have yeah the facts and the, and the stats point towards um, zonal marking but again it takes a period of time to bed that in Gio's obviously wanting to go that way but I just feel as if these are big big matches and you can't afford to, to lose goals against a PSV team that are very physical and that's where I think that there is a problem obviously Rangers had Sands in at centre half who's not the biggest and again I think that's that's something that they'll need to make sure they address tonight Um Derek, obviously, there will no, be no Alfredo Morelos. 
I think the Rangers fans are now coming to terms with that. It was shocking sort of news yesterday. What's your own take on it? Nah, it's the time to get rid for both parties. I think it suits us. I think he's, uh, he's said more than us chances and he's a liability. So you'll be waiting for the next time it happens, you know. So he's, 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 it's just a letdown because he's top goal scorer in Europe and he could, he could have done so much more. It's just a, that's a funny one, the Morella said, but I, just, I think he's just a liability. I mean, I'm not sure specifically on tonight how dramatic it is in the sense that he would not have started this game no. and given his current fitness, probably wouldn't played much of a part. But as Derek says, he's your top ever goal scorer in Europe. You would rather have him. And it's not all about tonight anyway. There's clearly question marks over the bigger picture. What did you make of that when you heard that news yesterday morning? Couldn't believe it. Um, I, I perfectly understand why Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has done what he has done. Uh, but... Morelos has no appreciation of himself. You know, Derek on the lines talking about the number of goals he scored in Europe and now he, he describes him as a, a liability and he's correct. Uh, I think he, he has conducted himself shamefully. Um, he wasn't wanted by Giovanni Van Bronckhurst against PSB the first time. I think he wanted to have a look at him on Saturday to see how much he could get out of him tonight in the Netherlands and he'll get precisely nothing out of him. But I think that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is in the right tier and Alfredo Morelos is entirely in the wrong. Cami, what's your take? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think um, for me it's, it is time, and Derek, time to get rid of Morelos. I, for me, I, I feel as if he's had enough opportunities. I feel like we're turning back the time here and saying he's a liability. We said that two or three years ago when he was getting sent off. He couldn't control his behaviour on the pitch, and it was costing Rangers as well. It was costing them points. So Rangers can't afford to have a player like that. Also feel his attitude around about the place when he's not the main man could fester and, and become a negative for Rangers Football Club. So I don't think the guys like um, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, Ross Wilson, these guys will stand for that. I think they'll move him on and I expect them to move on in this window. Uh, John is a Rangers fan next up. What's your take on that one, John? Hi, uh, good evening, guys. Hello. Uh, I tried to go on last night uh, a couple of times and I'd listened to the show uh, regarding everybody having a, a pop at Morelis uh, and Gordon Dale actually come up with a couple of good points about him in his opinion Morelis being frustrated what I think everybody misses here this guy has hit injury okay his attitude's not been the greatest and it has been not the greatest a couple of seasons ago and he went through a, a wee spell of getting sent off but the guy's maybe just hitting a bit of maybe a bit of depression He's not been playing, he's been injured, he's missed a uh, Seville final. He's top goal scorer, his nose might be knocked to a joint. Has anybody actually ever in the show last night tried to just say, maybe give the guy a bit of support, maybe stick with him, he's a top goal scorer, he has a top goal scorer that Rangers have ever had. So why can we not just try and the Walter Smith scenario, maybe Molly cut him a bit more? Maybe pull him aside, give him the support rather than everybody like see yourself, Hugh and Cammy, saying they've had enough time for maybe to go, you know, he's he's had all these chances. John, do you not think that getting to this stage, Rangers doing what they did yesterday, Giovanni Van Bronckers doing what he did, running it past the senior players, the them agreeing, would that not all suggest that they've probably tried the arm round the shoulder before and now this is like the the last resort? <clears throat> I don't think... Um, don't, you don't just do this straight off the bat, do you? You don't just 
do that as a as a first solution? Well, what what it's like every workplace. If there's somebody maybe feeling a bit down, they don't start broadcasting their business around all members of staff. Maybe they've pulled Tavernier in as a club captain and maybe briefed him and what's going on. But I don't think, from what the media are saying, they've spouted all the business out to all the players. They've obviously I didn't say all the players, but there was more than one senior player consulted about it. We don't know that, do well, we? Well, this is the misfortune I have, John. I can try and find things out and I present it. You don't have to believe me. You can think I'm lying all you want, but I, I, I would stick by that. Right, say, say he spoke to two or three players, right? Not the whole team from what they were making out last no, no night. One, no one said that. And the, play it back. Everyone said the senior management group at Rangers It is a small selection of senior players. No one said it was the full team at any point. <clears throat> OK, take away all that. What about giving him a bit of support? He's missed out in a final. He's been injured. Maybe he's hurt a bit of depression, anxiety, and he's maybe... Just needing a wee bit more support because well, let's just be out. quite careful though because I don't want to like, let's not diagnose anything without and you, I, I get where you're coming from because you're saying well I, we don't know either but it, similarly you don't know John so let's not attach those labels to Alfredo Morelos I think that we're verging on uh, being irresponsible. John is an apologist and he should have more regard for his own club and for Giovanni van Bronckhurst. And remember that it was James Tavernier, the club captain, who described the red card at Easter Road as stupid. And he says he's had a little bit of bother in the past. He has missed 19 games through suspension since he signed for Rangers. That's half a season. He's missed half a season's worth of games for Rangers because he couldn't keep himself in check. And I fully understand that this was the first time in 100 games or whatever he'd been red carded. However... The expression on his face when he gets sent off shows a complete disregard for his teammates, for everyone around about him. What, what are you laughing about? What are you laughing about getting a red card? And you put your teammates under severe strain. The last 20 minutes of the game at Easter Road, the Rangers players had to put in a real shift that may or may not come back to haunt them tonight in the Netherlands. But the shift was created by... Alfredo Morelos is indiscipline. See, generally speaking, Cami, I think a lot of what John says is admirable. These these are human beings and it's easy yep. to forget that and they live life in the public eye and they go through lots on and off the pitch and sometimes, like any human in any workplace, they are going to need an arm around the shoulder and they are going to need some support. But to repeat what I asked John, for Rangers to do what they've done, they must have tried... They must have tried before. They must have tried behind closed doors. You don't just do this. You don't just bin your top scorer and let it all be quite public as your first protocol. A hundred percent. And for me, it's um, Giovanni Van Broncos has made a huge call yesterday because this is the biggest game of Rangers this season. It's not like he's going to have wanted to make that no, decision, is and, it? And he's made it and he knew that this explosion was going to happen after it. There was going to be a lot of talk about it. Again, he's probably putting himself under a little deal. He's putting himself under a little bit of pressure by not taking him over there because if it does go wrong tonight, the Rangers fans will question his decision. Um, but he's obviously, for me, there's a lot more went on behind the scenes, um, and that's why this decision has been made. I, I just, I just feel as if, listen, Alfredo Morelos is out of contract at the end of the season. For me, looking from the in, outside in, I don't think he's a good person to have around the place if he's not the main man. He looks as if he could breed negativity towards the club, which the club doesn't need. Um, so, yeah, so for me, I'm, I'm just... 
I think it's time for Alfredo to go um, I think it would be better for him as well For his career and for Rangers The players who are still involved John have got a big game to focus on They, you wouldn't imagine, would be worried about any of this stuff right now How do you see it going tonight? Well, as a Rangers fan, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed and hoping that we get through. As I say, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a huge achievement to get to the Champions League. It's, it's long overdue and financially for the club. Um, yeah, the players will be focusing on getting through the tie. That's without a shadow of a doubt. Um, but as you were saying earlier on, there's another flip of the coin. If Rangers get put out tonight, what do they then do? They start having a go at this, you know, and, and start talking about Morelos thing again. I just would like to hope the players would focus on the game. I'm mm-hmm. sure they will. And hopefully we could come back with a massive result um, and get and get into the Champions League. And that's 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 the main key for the, the players, I would, I would imagine, and Ab- the whole background staff. Absolutely. Thank you, John. It was nice to speak to you. 01419511025. It is a great time to call because you could be up next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One. Super scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Cammy Bell are here. It's 01419511025 on the phones or Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Rangers fans, midweek fixtures don't come much bigger than this. The chance to get in to the Champions League group stages. Rangers fans haven't witnessed a Rangers team in there in well over a decade. There's all the millions that come with it. And then that's before we even get to the knock-on effects it might have on our domestic game. If Celtic are playing Wednesday, Saturday, Rangers playing Thursday, Sunday, who knows? There's a lot to take in, uh, so it is a massive game. Any particular thoughts on the, the team, Cami? I get that a lot of thoughts are still about Alfredo Morelos, but that we'll have to move on at some point, particularly the players in that dressing room. What, what do you think we'll see from the team selection tonight? Um, I, I think it'll be very similar to, to last week I don't think um, there'll be a great deal of changes um, I think tonight's all about the big players playing well Ryan Kent's turning up Your, your Cholak's playing to the, the standard he has been playing um, Davis, a, a question Is Davis going to play After or not? last week, yeah Yeah, but he, I mean he was fantastic last week For me he's got to be in there for his experience And, and his calm head in the middle of the pitch So yeah, I don't see there being too many changes, to be honest. Okay, 01419511025. Craig's in Airdrie. How are you, Craig? Not too bad, Gordon, yourself? Yeah, not bad, thank you. What's your point tonight? Uh, just from the previous call about two calls ago, talking about Morelos, mm-hmm. I do think there's been a, a massive overreaction. And I appreciate you, you can say, you know, whatever you've been told about the management group, but let, let's be honest, you know, quote your eyebrows week in, week out, follow the team. We haven't started the season well. Right, let's not try and deny it. If you ask anyone tonight, is Yomaz and Davies going to play? Everyone would say no. That's eight and a half million pounds that we've spent on two players that probably aren't going to play tonight. Matondo, I don't think he started well. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one of these people that are going to write people off. But you know, he's not started well. Another couple of million pounds, probably not going to start tonight. Tillman, really nice player, needs to probably bulk up a little bit, pushed off the ball. Another, obviously, we've got the option to buy. So whilst the Morelos thing's going on and what he'd done was wrong and it was petty, you know, I'm not going to defend him. I think coming in tonight, everyone's talking about Morelos, not actually saying, by the way, we've spent a fortune on seven or eight players in the summer. Yeah, we've lost a few. But how many of them are actually going to start tonight? Apart from Kolak, you're looking and going, maybe Lawrence. The rest will probably go back to the tried and tested more horses. And for me, that's the biggest concern. Now, so you think this has become a you know, sort of... You think other people are getting away with it because Alfredo Morelos has taken the heat sort of thing? 
Yeah, well, let's take, let's just, I'm not going to name players because that's not the way I am, but if we take Rangers senior players that have played and they were in that group that you allegedly happened, some of them need to look in the mirror. Has Morelos been cutting in training? Never mind, has Morelos been cutting in training? Look at some of the goals we've lost. Livingston, uh, you know, the goals against PSV from set pieces, the senior players. Don't worry about what Morelos is doing. Look in the mirror and ask, am I am I playing to the same levels that I done last season? Am I delivering? Craig, Craig, you say you're not a man to name names, but you started the call by naming names about those who weren't good enough and aren't getting game time. You also used the word overreaction. How can it be an overreaction when the top goal scorer in Rangers' European history is left at home voluntarily by the manager and excluded from a game that is worth £40 million to the club and gives Rangers access to the Champions League. The all-time best European goal scorer. How can it possibly be described as an overreaction? I didn't say the club are overreacting to Morelos. That's not what I said. I said some of the fans' reactions have been an overreaction. And, I, and if you listen back, again, this is, uh, if you want your poetic licence as a journalist, I didn't say those players I mentioned weren't good enough. What I said is they've been bought, they've not hit the ground running, some players take time to come in, so I'm not saying they're not good enough. Listen back to what I said. I said they've not hit the ground running, and because of that, we've had to go back to the old war horses. So I'm not saying nobody's good enough you. So what I'm I'll saying, like what I'm saying no, 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 no. What I'm saying is that you said, I'm not a man to name names, that's not like me. But you did. And I suppose, Craig, what I'm wondering, though, is this going back to the old guard sort of thing I mean Rangers aren't in this tie tonight thanks to goals from Cholak and Lawrence so I'm not sure like the, the recruitment in the summer has been that much of a concern yet has it? No I, but I, that's not the point and again I wasn't talking about naming names about people I'm saying the senior group players who have played most of the games yeah if they were involved in that group, their performances haven't mm. been that good this season. But that's not really but that's not really the way it would work though, is it, Craig? Think about it, right? A senior leadership group, you're there for your leadership. You're not there because anyone's alleging that you perform nine out of ten every week. So I think you're talking about Connor Goldson, right? You can correct me if I'm wrong. You don't want to name names. I think you're talking about Connor Goldson. Okay? But did you see Connor Goldson's interview today though? Or or someone similar. Um so let, let's hypothetically, right, let, let's take that journey. Giovanni van Bronckhurst thinks that Alfredo Morelos has got a bad attitude, that he's not committed, that he's, he's not training well, that he's letting the team down. And he goes to some senior players and says, this is the decision I'm going to take. What do you think? They're there for their leadership skills. Conor Goldson or anyone else is not going to turn around and say, well, actually, Gaffer, I, I'm unwilling to, to answer your question because I feel like I've you know, performed ropey in a couple of games myself. That's just not the way that group would function, is it? No, I'm, I'm not saying it is, but what I'm well, trying... It kind of was what you were suggesting. No, what I'm trying to say is collectively, if you looked at the Rangers team, we haven't started the season well. I, no. I, Craig, Craig, sorry to jump in, but I, I don't think this has anything to do with performances, to be honest. Morelos has been left at home because of his attitude. I, again, probably negativity has been festering within the group that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst doesn't want. Um, so for me, are you, so are you saying Giovanni's got this wrong, this decision wrong, or, or do you think he's got it right? I think he's got it right. What I'm saying is the overreaction that, I expect, you know, the caller previously, you said it's time to go. If, if you look through, the history of Ibrox and uh, Rangers players from, if you want to go back to Gorham being uh, transfer listed by Walter Smith to Ferguson with the two fingers at the Scotland game and stuff. I, I still think there's a way back mm. from That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, I do think that's fair. I saw that, yeah. you know, so, some people making that on Twitter. 
you know, I examples another of problem I think Morelos is that that he's out of contract. I think that yeah. that's something that's festering away as well. His future, he doesn't know where his future lies, which I don't mm -hmm. think will be great for him in his head at the moment. So for me. Alfredo Morelos, it's a tricky one because do Rangers offer my contract at the moment? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I suppose, Craig, does that change things? Because it's when people say, you know, it's time to get rid of Morelos, I'm not sure they're saying, this guy's completely useless, release him, get, get rid of him for free. But you have to take his contract situation into account. He is in, into the last year. So is it time to cut the losses? Is it time to try and, and do something now? I, do, do you know, is there a subtle difference there? There is, but if you, if you think about it, and, and I think Hugh mentioned it last week. I can't remember. Apologies. I'm not trying to put words in Hugh's mouth here. But now, given the current situation where, and this is the point I was trying to make about this management group, and I think the caller made it is Aaron, you know, you could have said he's staying at home for an injury reason. Yeah, maybe the truth would have come out. But the fact they've come out and said he's got a bad attitude, he's overweight, he's not training properly, whatever the wording was, uh, he's surplus to requirements. Is anyone actually going to come and bid from? So, you know, you're, you're trying to say, I'm saying, you know, nobody's saying get rid of him, but I don't see anyone coming in and yeah. offering money for him. Yeah, we did that. We asked that last night, Hugh, you know, what is next? And there have been some Rangers fans like Craig and many others who have been concerned about the the way that, that this has played out because, well, yeah, to, to pretty much repeat Craig, could you have left Alfredo Morelos at home quietly and and, and got on with it and, and rather than making it, not making it public, but allowing it to become public that um, that he's got an attitude problem, essentially. Journalistically speaking, of course, it's golden for newspapers, radio and television for Rangers to come out and do what they have done. But Rangers are in the right. And in terms of getting rid of him in this window, what's the going rate for an overweight striker with a bad attitude? But I think that's what Craig's asking, Cammy. Can, can you have had the similar effect on the play or, or does the public nature of this is that the bit that they're hoping shocks Alfredo Morelos into into action you know, if they leave him out quietly do, do they think that that won't have the impact yeah uh, are they looking for a reaction I, I, I hope so again I, I, listen Alfredo Morelos is a fantastic footballer it's just his attitude for me sometimes and when he's not the main man I, I, I question whether he likes that um, and, and whether he's a good person to have in the changing room and that's really really important for Rangers that they've got a good changing room a good group together um, but yeah listen if if he can sort his attitude and, and sort his weight problems then of course you'd want to keep him at the club but for me that there are a, a real crossroads at the moment because of his contract I think that's a massive part in this but as you guys say there how much is he actually worth? Mm. Um, Craig it would be crazy to let you go we're only what an hour and 20 minutes away from kick off how's it going to go tonight? Uh, it depends going on what you're asking uh, My heart's saying I will get through no problem My head's going This could be a long 90 minutes mm -hmm. or 120 120 minutes already Possibility Yeah, yeah it, it, You know uh, Craig's right it, it could go that way Rangers have done that They've put the fans through the ringer And it's it worked out well Many times uh, last season Hugh, yeah, You just wonder I mean, what tonight holds yeah, As you always say Gordon You're talking the world's worst tipster here but oh, That's true And one, one minute I think PSB should win And next minute I think it's not possible to write off Rangers given the way they've performed in Europe under both Steven Gerrard well, and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Here is your Rangers team for tonight. Uh -huh. John McLaughlin in goal. A back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, James Sands and Borna Barisic. Midfielders John Lundstrom and Glenn Kamara. Oh. 
Tom Lawrence, Malik Tillman, Ryan Kent, and Antonio Cholak. Do you know one of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's most positive characteristics? In the second leg of any European tie, he tweaks things because of something that he's noticed in the first tie, and by and large, it comes mm. off for him. I said to Cammy before we came in to start the programme, where's Glenn Kamara? Well, yeah. my answer is he's in Eindhoven. Is that, is that, a, I, I feel silly asking this, Craig, because last season you wouldn't even have thought about it, but is, is that now a surprise inclusion, Glenn Kamara? I think he's, I think he's made. Um, I, I did say on a group chat today I would have, I wouldn't have been surprised to start him, but that team, the two differences I had, I had Arfield in for, Lawrence and I had Steve Davison for Kamara. That's that's the team I had chosen, so it's it's fair large what I'd expected. Yeah, I mean Stephen Davis was a popular choice last week. It, it went well enough, Cami. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit surprised in that just with Davis's experience. But listen, Glenn Kamara is an experienced player as well, and and obviously. Gio has fought long and hard about this uh, that was probably the only one that I questioned who would be in that position because I mean it could have been Kamara, Arfield or Davis to be honest Is um, this the first game he started this season? No he, he started two but it was the first two he started Livingston away uh, and came off with half an hour to go uh-huh. he started, he played the 90 minutes away in Belgium which I think all the Rangers fans don't really want to remember uh-huh. uh, and it's been substitute appearances thereafter so that, that well I'll give Giovanni Van Bronckhurst credit in advance of the game starting he normally notices things in the first game he tweaks mm. and it comes off from yeah I mean on the bench McGregor McCrory Yilmaz Jack Davis Matondo Wright Sakala Arfield King Divine and your thank you very much Craig and Airdrie Johnson Springburn and he will be up next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's lead leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Cammy Bell and Hugh Evans are here 0141-951-1025 We're going to bring in John Just quickly recap that Rangers team In case you missed it before the travel McLaughlin and goal are back four um, of where are we in fact I've just lost it that's not good timing Tavernier, Goldson, Sands and Barisic it's Lundstrom and Kamara the more defensive midfielders Lawrence, Tillman and Kent all supporting Antonio Cholak as for PSV Eindhoven unchanged from the game at Ibrook so your Rangers fans you'll know exactly who to look out for skippered by uh, Luke de Jong of course the goal scorers uh, Abispo, Singari they're in there as well Gakpo still not gone to Man United maybe had hoped that he would have disappeared before this game uh-huh. Veerman in there as well but there's always the hope for the Rangers fans that Benitez chucks one in like he did last week Hugh if PSV lose he'll be at Man United tomorrow I can guarantee you that because uh, you know he will say I've lived up to my part of the bargain I've waited I've tried to get you into the Champions League didn't work I'm off to join Eric before we even think about the Morelos factor, Cammy, just a big night for Cholak anyway. You know, any any game like this when you're the man leading the line, he's got four in his last five. Yeah, huge night for him. And again, um, one he'll be relishing as well, I think. He's, he's in good form. He's been playing well. Um, he is the main man at the moment and want, he'll want to keep that. Um, he knows the, the sort of noise that's been surrounding the Morelos situation and Morelos kind of coming in behind him at the weekend. Um yeah, so I, I absolutely think he'll be relishing it tonight and he needs to have a good mm-hmm. game tonight, he really does. And of course, football throws up these stories. The man who scored the goals that knocked Rangers out of the Champions League last season might be the man that scores the goals to get them there this season. So there we go. Uh, John is in Springburn. How's it going, John? 
Aye, not bad, Gordon. How are you? Yeah, can't complain. What's your point tonight? Um, I was just really thinking I carry on with the Morelos kind of uh, chat that we've been having so far tonight. Um, it was just a wee point I thought about, you know, when you you actually you, you said yourself, um, you know, as as the, the manager no already tried to put his arm around Morelos and, you know, he's kind of tried to nurture him, kind of, you know, done the Walter Smith approaches as one of your earlier callers kind of uh, mentioned. And I'm saying, well, Gio's only been in, uh, in the hot seat since November. And he's never had the, he's never had any hassle to, to what I gather. He's never had any any opportunity to put his arm around Morelos. He came in in November. Morelos was on fire, um, scoring goals. You know, playing really, really well. We were all we were all on the phone and getting you know, plaudits for his performances in Europe. You know, he, he overtook Alan McCoy's record in Europe as being a top scorer. And then he was injured. So he's been injured for, as we all know, for a few months now, and he's only came back a few weeks. Um, he's had work. He got a red card at the weekend, as we've all been speaking about, and um, then he's, you know, he's. Uh, I think it's about a, maybe a wee bit of overreaction, as one of your other callers mentioned. I just think it's about. I feel a wee bit sorry for Alfred, if I'm being honest. But I just think, you know, when when a new manager comes in, it's a clean slate. Um, so I, I under Jules Ren, he's had one red card. He's not had many cautions. He's, he's, you know, so I don't, I don't know whether that's, but he's tried to arm, arm run him. John, John, let, let me just nail this Walter Smith one, first of all. Walter Smith would have no arms round Alfredo Morelos. Walter Smith would have been appalled to find a player whose attitude was less than perfect at Rangers and who had let himself go physically and whose indiscipline was as bad as his as I say 19 games he's been suspended half a season I take John's point though that that's not necessarily a burden for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and he's not done that sort of thing in Giovanni Van Bronckhurst's time or even in the latter stages of Stephen Gerrard however Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has chosen to make public his belief that Alfredo Morelos' attitude is unacceptable and that he has a responsibility to mm. the rest of the team I know what you're saying, John. I get the, the certainly the red cards. You know, this is the first time under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. So, how do we know he's, he's put the arm round the shoulder? And you're right, we don't. It was just more of an assumption about what's what's gone on generally. And say the last four weeks, John. Four weeks ago, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst said on TV that Alfredo Morelos was looking sharp and that he was confident that a new contract would be signed. Now, fast forward four weeks, no new contract has been signed. In fact, the contract talks are now on hold because of the physical and mental state of Alfredo Morelos. That's what Giovanni Van Bronckhorst said at the, the press conference in Eindhoven last night. So you've got to assume, John, that he's at his, his, sort of, his wit's end with it. You, you just wouldn't do this without warning, would you? For a game of this size? I must agree. There's obviously something festering in the background that we, as the general public, are not seeing. Um, oh, can I just make one wee comment to, to Hugh? Just you know, when he was saying uh, Walter, to comment Walter Smith, can I just say one word? Gaza. <laughs> you know, with relation to the attitude, the fitness, the the overweight, <laughs> Gaza. Yeah, that that is the thing, Hugh. The, the great managers, even the even the strict ones pick their moments, when to deliver the arm, when to deliver the kick up the backside. Sure. 
Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has always struck me as the most non-confrontational of men. But I think he made up his mind before he'd left Easter Road on Saturday that Morelos would not be going anywhere near the Netherlands. And I think he thought to himself then, that's it now. It has mm-hmm. come time to lance the boil. And my guess is that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst knew that he was going to say what he said about Alfredo Morelos before he left Easter Road. He chose not to say it at Easter Road, but he was waiting for his moment. I mean, Cammy, the, the behind-closed-doors element, as John says, I noticed, I think it was The Athletic today, reporting that in their understanding, Alfredo Morelos was late for, I think it was a session last Sunday. So if, it, if it's things like that, Look, I don't know, one man, one man is five minutes late once for his work doesn't sound that bad, but what was that once? Is that the way it generally goes? When you add that on top of... In the, like I said, in the, a month ago, there was all this talk about a new contract apparently being close, and a month later, he's, a, he's apparently no fitter or, or no closer to to being there, so it, it, it must just have all added up. Yeah, I, I think there's there's a lot we don't know um, has been going on behind the scenes. Um, for me, it's it's not just the red card at the weekend. I think that's that's probably shown Giovanni that he can't trust him. Um, and he's went on the pitch and he, he's cost his team, which he did at the weekend because, as Hugh said earlier in the show, they've then had to play the game with nine men with a huge um, Champions League tie in the midweek. So he's let his teammates down and then I probably think it's been his reaction in the changing room He's probably not apologised, um, which has caused friction between the players. So I think there's been a lot going on, and it's not just been the weekend. Giovanni's, I don't think he's a manager that just makes big calls on, on one decision or, or one action. Um, I think this has been festering for a long time, and, and I think he's just kind of got to the end of his tether with it and made a big, big call. And he knows it. Giovanni knows it's on his head. Everyone's talking about it. But he's the manager of the football club, and he's made that decision. How do you feel about it tonight? John, I mean, he won't be available, obviously, but Cholak was always going to start. Let's not pretend otherwise. How do you feel about the game coming up? I'm very nervous, if I'm being honest, Gordon. I don't. I think it's just a step too far. And uh, do you know, up until Saturday, I was quite confident that the two each draw last week. I was. I came out of the game. I said, you know what? The teams are pretty evenly matched. In fact, I said to one of the guys in my work before the game last week. I said the teams are pretty evenly matched, they're decent sides, they play some decent football at times, and then that proved to be to, to be the case uh, on the night, two each draw, as we all know. The next morning I went into work and I said to the same guy, I went, OK, that proved to be the case, it was a, it was a two each draw, evenly matched, we've got, we've got one secret weapon that we've yet to unleash, and I thought that secret weapon would be Alfredo. And then they, they, they obviously the, the weekend happened and all this palavas came out and uh, but it's not going to be the case. But uh, yeah, I'm a, we all the we all the background noise happening and everything happening in the background. I'm just not confident. I think PS we are just going to be too strong. And then uh, I, I think unfortunately we're going to be Europa League after tonight. Oh, it didn't work out too badly last season. Um, Cammy, when you when you look at the weekend, inevitably so much was. So much time was dedicated to the refereeing decisions, most notably John Lundstrom. Um, and in fact, he won his appeal last night, in case anyone hadn't noticed. Um, a very busy show, that we've not even mentioned that yet. Um, most people thought he would, yep. and he did. Rightly but, so. But because of, that, because of that focus, maybe 
we didn't pay quite as much attention to the fact that there were elements of Rangers' performance irrespective of the referee that they would have hoped would be better ahead of a couple of, a game like this you were hoping at the weekend that Ryan Kent is looking irresistible and you think he's going to get and do the same in Europe and he might he still might but the actual performance at the weekend seemed on the phones to frustrate some of the Rangers fans on Saturday yeah it wasn't it wasn't a vintage performance from Rangers um, it was probably under par when they look at it. I think that as you say that the red cards sort of take away many people looking at the performance I, I think they were they played well in spells um, but again it wasn't the consistency that Rangers fans and and the manager's looking for for a full 90 minutes of of consistent um, football from Rangers but I, I just feel as if they haven't completely clicked this season yet um, I still think it, it is early on but I, I just believe games like tonight they know what's on the line it's it, it's a must win game they, they know it's not going to go any further than tonight so you're looking at your Kents your, your Cholaks and your, your Tillmans to step up to the plate and really really perform tonight John I think you're going to be a nervous wreck throughout this game. <laughs> I am, um, definitely. Can, do you know, Gordon, can I make just one wee, wee, wee comment before I have make to Make it go? quick, go on. All right, OK. It was just, um, we're talking, you know, obviously about the Hibs game at the weekend and stuff like that. And uh, Hugh mentioned, you know, the Morelos getting sent off, sent off was a game changer um, for Rangers. I, I'll be honest with you, I don't think that was a game changer. It was the, the, the sending off beforehand that actually cost Rangers the Lundstrom sending off which, as we all know, wasn't a red card. So I, I don't think, you know, the, the Morelos send-off... We, we, Rangers could have played with the, with the 10 men um, if Lundstrom hadn't been sent off and probably won the game quite comfortably. Yeah, but I think that's what Hugh means chronologically because Lundstrom came first. It looked like Rangers would have held on with the 10. I know it was a bad decision and, and that's shown that he's won the appeal. The Rangers looked comfortable with 10 yeah, and then when it went to 9. Uh, which makes his offence yeah. all the harder to handle, but it's the the shift he put the rest of them through after he had gone that could come back to haunt them. Right, and now very late for this. Thank you, John. Nice to speak to you. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Far too easy. Far too easy for Mark Wilson last night on Beat the Pundit. A 5 1 victory, I think. We Listen, do not do that to me. I like to see these guys squirm. So if you think you can do better tonight, 0141 951 1025, and your call must be in before 7 o'clock. Clyde One, Super Score. Tackle the headlines. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One, Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Cammy Bell are here. Massive night in Europe for Rangers. So many massive nights that ended in success last season. What will tonight have in store? We are under an hour away from kick-off in Eindhoven. So keep your calls coming in. 01419511025. Celtic fans, right now, this is your last chance to get your Champions League wish list in. Do you want glamour? Do you want Man City, Liverpool, Real Madrid? Or do you want so-called easier ties? Have a look at the draw Tell us who you want Because by the time we come on air tomorrow Well, you know the UEFA draws can take a while But it should be pretty much done And we should know So this is the last chance To tell us who you want 01419511025 And we do this first Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Right, come on Beat the Pundit time Mark Wilson Far too easy for him last night We need more of a test Can you provide it Kevin In Castle Milk? I certainly hope so Good You sound confident That's a start Heads it's Hugh Keevans Tails It will be Cammy Bell And it is heads It's Hugh Keevans <sighs> 
Kevin from Castle Milk Cup against Hugh. Are you ready, Hugh? I am. Right, I'll do the usual, give you some play too, so that you don't know what's going on. It doesn't know what's going on anyway, but you know what I mean. 30 seconds on the clock, Kevin. Answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know, okay? Okay. Right, 30 seconds of the clock starting now. Which national team does Ranger striker Antonio Cholak play for? Croatia. Which team was Stan Varga signed with permanently both before and after Celtic? Sunderland. Who scored Hart's only goal in the first leg against FC Zurich last week? Shankland. Name any major trophy Brendan Rodgers has won since leaving Celtic. FA Cup Name either team who's been relegated twice since the Scottish Premiership began in 2013 Dundee What nationality is Mullerwell's Joe Efford? Welsh Okay, Hugh Evans, can you hear us? I can Are you ready? Same set of questions, shall we? Okay Right, let's go 30 seconds on the clock starting now Which national team does Ranger striker Antonio Cholak play for? Switzerland which team was Stan Varga signed with permanently, both before and after Celtic? Pass. Who scored Hearts on the goal in the first leg against FC Zurich? Middleton. Name any major trophy Brendan Rodgers has won since leaving Celtic? Uh, FA Cup. Name either team who's been relegated twice since the Scottish Premiership began in 2013. Dundee. What nationality is Mullerwell's Joe Efford? Pass. Who was the co-manager of Ross County alongside Stuart Kettlewell in 2018? Oh... We got his name. Okay, Kevin, who do you think that went? No, well enough for you anyway. <laughs> Shots fired, he knows it. it. He knows it. Let's find out. Cholak plays for Croatia. Croatia. Stan Varga was at Sunderland 2 0. Hugh Keevens. Oh, ta ta. Glenn Middleton's a Dundee United player. <laughs> It was Lauren Shanklin 3-0 to Ta- Kevin and Castle Milk. Taxi for Kevins. <laughs> oh, this could get ugly. Name any trophy Brendan Rodgers has won since leaving Celtic. FA Cup. Producer Callum's got Community Shield. Do we count that? Do we acknowledge its existence? Okay. Uh, FA Cup anyway. Luckily you both went 4-1 Kevin and Castle Milk. Well seen. Producer Callum's back. We've not seen him in a while. He went to Amsterdam for Dundee United and <laughs> Goodness knows what he got up to in Amsterdam. <laughs> then he went to the game, and then he was caught on TV when his team was getting battered. Then he came back, he was worse for wear. Went to run his marathon, ended up having to settle for a half marathon because he was unwell. <laughs> that trip to Amsterdam oh, has got a lot to answer for, let me tell you. Ruined him. Anyway, name either team has been relegated twice. Dundee, he was linked to stick the boot in there. So of hearts, though, incidentally. Um, uh, what nationality is Motherwell's Joe Efford? Kevin, you were on fire and getting them all right, and then you said that Joe Efford was Welsh when he was from America. Uh, so close, but not close, close. enough. And uh, even at that, Hugh would only be able to save face, but he couldn't do it. Stephen Ferguson oh. was alongside. So it was a two for Hugh and a five Oof. for Kevin and Castle Milk. Well done, Kevin. See? Thanks very much, lad. Well done, Kevin. I've done a Morelos. My attitude stinks. Signed ball is on its way to yes, Castle sir. Milk. It's actually about a retribution because I played you a couple of years ago. And wow. Oh, what was the score that night? Uh, I can't even remember. I was on my way back from Manchester. I was watching Celtic the Champions League, so I was a bit lost for wear, but... <laughs> There we are. Well, listen, it took him a few years, but he's got his own back. Well done, Kevin and Castle well Milk. Done, well Kev. done, Kev. Convincing. That must be one of the hit. Get the statisticians on this. 5 2. The pundits don't tend to get beat that heavily too often. That must be one of the heaviest in recent times. Well done to Kevin in Castle Milk. Good to get the, the listeners with another victory. Oh, hold on. Got a message here from one of your fellow pundits. This oh, can't this be good. Is, this is DL. It's actually not, would you believe? Who is it? Who would your other contenders be? 
Mark Wilson. Is Bartley. Oh, no. yes. He says, nah, Hugh is the worst. And then two <laughs> laughing faces. <laughs> oh, oh, well. All the time you backed him with his passing move debacle last There was no uh, shadow box in this week uh, yeah, last week. Not. Mm-hmm. I wish Olivia all the best at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I've told him, karma, this is what he gets. See, you, you put these negative feelings out there, maybe maybe assistant refs get decisions wrong and give Motherwell penalties. I'll just weekend. before then, Jim Goodwin, before they get to Pataudry, to say, <laughs> watch out for pass and move in the dugout there. Yeah, he's, he's chirpy. Certainly. He doesn't wear socks. Oh no, <laughs> but it's raining in holidays on. <laughs> I agree, he is the worst. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'll text again. This, this, this is the man that came on the Edinburgh Derby and turned the hearts one into a draw. These are supposed to be your friends, <laughs> more <laughs> importantly. Uh, They're the only friends I've got. <laughs> Who knows what your enemies say about you? Right, 01419511025. Right, Champions League draw. Celtic fans, you know you're going to be there. We'll find out if Rangers join you later. What does the wish list Look like. Let's get the po- let's look through the pots. Let's speculate about what the the best case scenario would be in terms of win- winnable games. Uh, what about the the glamour ties? Do you want a mixture of both? Do you want you know one or the other? Uh, get all your thoughts in. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's see what you can come up with. Let's start with Brian, who's on the line. What do you think, Brian? Glamour, winnable, bit of both. Sorry, I'm going to have to... Just, hi, good evening, panel. I'm going to have to stop you doing that wee daft thing. There is no glamour team. There is no winnable team. There is a more likely to be whacked team. Uh, we are we are probably the lowest of the teams going in. Celtic, we have got expectations. That yeah, but winnable's a scale, Brian. Some will be more winnable than others. But, well, let me tell you this. It's the Champions League. It's the Correct. best club country, best, best club uh, competition in the world Okay. Um, who do I want? So are Eintracht Frankfurt as good as Manchester City? That's what we're trying to establish, because they're both in pot one so that's what we talk about when we say, you know, winnable Good side that won um, the UEFA Cup last mm-hmm. year So yep. every team every team that makes it is of a high end which includes Celtic Are they as good as Man City? Winning the, winning the league and getting into the Champions League proper is a massive, massive win for us. Oh, Brian, you're ruining my fun. Right, fair enough. I take, I take Brian's point. They're all good teams. I don't mm-hmm. think anyone was trying to suggest that they're not, Hugh. But you look through it, that there's a, there's a, they, they come up with the phrase, you know, group of death for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it gets to, to draws. Brian's just not been realistic. You know, as you said earlier on, like kids at Christmas Eve, um, what do they want from Santa? Uh, but you know, when the elite come calling uh, you tend to find that the, the golf in class is exhibited before your very eyes um, so you know if you want and it is glamour if Real Madrid uh, are at Celtic Park and Celtic uh, go to the Bernabeu that's glamour um, but there is a golf in class Celtic and Rangers to my way of thinking Brian my way are not Champions League teams the Europa League standard yep I agree with you oh Bill then just cancel the draw tomorrow <laughs> will we <laughs> no, just no. Uh, UEFA if you're listening just give it a rest because 
Um, I think the point I was trying to make about particularly Eintracht Frankfurt, Cammy, the reason I mention them is because we, as a footballing nation, know them. Yes, they beat Rangers, but there clearly was not a lot in that game last season. Eintracht Frankfurt are in pot one. So if you're looking for an easier, not easy, easier route through the Champions League, you want Eintracht Frankfurt to come out pot one rather than holders Real Madrid or Man City. Absolutely. Again, these are the elite clubs and and the they're the top clubs of of um, European football. But yeah, there's definitely different um, classes in in these in these teams and even in the same pot. You look at as you say, Frankfurt, PSG, Man City, Real Madrid. The Real Madrid, Man City, and PSG are different class and and and. Um, quality to compare to Eintracht Frankfurt so yeah even me, in pot one again I know they're good teams they shouldn't keep saying it but Porto Ajax you know again different golf though good, they're, they're, but not, not on that same not world class I wouldn't say yeah they're not on the same pedestal as, as Man City and, and Man City and Real Madrid they're teams that are looking to win this competition um, whereas the other teams are looking to probably progress um, so yeah for me Celtic want to get a favourable draw um, I think there's, there's certain teams I look at as you say for me Frankfurt's probably the one they want in pot one pot two you're looking at pot two's a difficult one Leipzig but they're still a very very good team um, pot three Sevilla pot two aren't they but you know the, the, the so called big hitters in pot two yeah, there's Liverpool big, Chelsea there's some big big hitters in pot two um, obviously you've got Barcelona who Again, and, and pot three, you're looking at, I would say, Sporting. They've, they've not started the season that greatly. Um, or Leverkusen. So, yeah, there, there's teams that Celtic can be. Yes, Shakhtar, Again, yeah. Good, good sides, all, all, this no whole, doubt about this it. Whole thing for just, Celtic. just quickly, Hugh, just because I've got them in front, there's a good chance, I guess, of a, you know, what they would call Battle of Britain. Because pot two is Liverpool, Chelsea, and Spurs. So. Uh-huh. Not 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 bad odds of of getting one of them. The whole thing for me is a test of uh, Ange Postecoglou's philosophy. At the weekend, he said, "Do you want to survive or do you want to make an impact?" For as long as he's the Celtic manager, he wants to make an impact. I have to respect the man's point of view, but I think it's unrealistic at times. Um, if it was uh, PSG against Celtic, then I think if you take the game to them in the, the way that Ange likes to do you'll pay a hefty price I don't know whether Brian agrees with me or not well I, I do I do agree with you because I've seen Celtic get whacked for PSG but what I would what I would hope for is that we can get a Real Madrid an English team and PS, PSV in the in the pot four yeah I suppose the <laughs> The glamour aspect of it. Did you catch that? What PSP, right? He's got Rangers <laughs> beaten. Right? What? Well, which pot are they going into? Pot three, are they? No, they're in pot four. So yes, you wouldn't be able to Rangers, get them. Yeah. Celtic would be yep. in pot four. Um, I suppose this notion of glamour, Cammy, the Celtic fans can answer this. I'm sure. Up to a point, it's great to see the world's best come, and, and it does. You know the size of the occasion. If you are getting absolutely battered, then it probably doesn't feel very glamorous. No, and again, that that's the fear. Um, for me, listen, Ange Postecoglou wants to progress. That that is his goal. He'll be going into this this tournament trying to progress and, and doing something that Celtic haven't seen for a long, long time. So again, it's it's um, he's all about progression and taking the club forward. Um, and then there is the fear if you do get the big boys. And, and, and certainly if you've got two or three of the big boys and, and you've got, as you say, a group of deaf 
then it can become damaging towards your, your domestic season as well. So it's something that I, I think Celtic fans absolutely have got to want to to have these ties that they believe they can go in. If they play the top of their game, they go into these ties believing they can get the three points out of the games. Uh, yeah, Hoggy's on Twitter says, no glamour for me, easiest route possible, please. What about Ross, who's a Celtic fan on the line? A- any teams in particular you want to face or want to avoid, Ross? Um, oh, hi guys, hope you're all well. Thank you. Um, I want Real Madrid, Chelsea, and Napoli. That's my three. So you want glamour? I want glamour. At the end of the day, we're in the Champions League. It doesn't matter who you're going to play. They're all going to be good teams, but I would rather play teams that you, know, you, you don't get to see every week, and it's not every day you get to watch Benzema. So I want, mm. I want to see Celtic, teams. Celtic have brought out their package for the the three home games, and you know it's very. Handily priced for supporters, I, I think they're doing the supporters a favour here, and I, I admire Ross's uh, outlook on it. You know, why not? So long as you understand that it might carry consequences, and also as long as you understand that you're trying to get third place in the group and therefore mm. the Europa League, um, and if it's the group that Ross envisages, well, you might. Be up against it trying to do that but if Ross wants to go and have terrific glamour against Real Madrid and the rest good luck to him because you know he's a supporter who, who, who wants to just live in the moment and not necessarily concern himself with the finances and what have you Is a part of this also Ross because Real Madrid is the, it's the one that's passed Celtic by isn't it in, in recent seasons there have been many games against Barcelona there's been AC Milan there's been Man United there's been Man City there's been PSG Bayern Munich Real's the one that's been missing yeah definitely I think when you look at back at the big European nights against Man United and Barcelona we've always kind of stood up against them again that's speaking about a Celtic team that back in the day we would have probably had a bit of a right good chance against Real Madrid but I just think that if you're going to be in the Champions League supporters want to watch the glamorous nights and I reflect back on the night when PSG came to Glasgow and demolished us but do you know what we got to sit and watch Mbappe Neymar guys that we never ever get to see every day so I think for young supporters they obviously want to see these players they all come to Glasgow and why not You're able to look back on that night fondly because you saw some of these famous players well, at the end of the day, uh, I can sit there and say I've, I've seen Neymar play, I've seen Mbappe play. I, I mean, there's not a day you get to say that. I think it's a great attitude. Great attitude of mind because he's, Ross is in it for the thrill of it all. Football, not more about winning. Yeah, of course. Uh, and the, the point I was going to make was that if you have 60,000 supporters, you'll have many different shades of opinion. Mm-hmm. And if it was PSG and Celtic got a hiding at Celtic Park, I know what comes after. Ange Postacoglu gets accused of being an idealist what you're doing tampering with the club's reputation uh, you know that type of football simply cannot work against a certain level of team well we'll deal with all of that when the time comes but Ross right now wants to go and see the world's best players and who am I or who is anybody else to deny him that wish 
Yeah, listen, I, I get it from Cammy fans. Cammy wants to deny it. Uh, no, listen, Come I, on. I get it from fans' points of view. Want to see all these glamour, glamour teams and have the glamour ties there, but why not do it when you've progressed out the the group stage? I mean, that's that's the one for me. Once you progress out the group stage, then go and get your Real Madrids, and then have that glamour tie. And the club has progressed and moved forward. Ange Postacoglu then has achieved something that he's wanted to achieve in getting out of that Champions League group stage. And for Scottish football, that would be massive. So that's why I think you go with the the, the, the teams that potentially you can beat. Um, and I think Celtic, there is teams there that I look at. If Celtic play to the top of their game, they can go and beat them teams. Mm, thank you, Ross. So 1419511025. We will know by this time tomorrow. So Celtic fans, it's your last chance to get your wish list in. Rangers fans, 40 minutes from... Finding out if you'll be in that draw How are you feeling? Let's focus as much as we can on the game uh, Get your calls in And we'll speak to you after these Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Getting ever closer to kick off Rangers fans How are you feeling? PSV against Rangers Not too far away at all 35 minutes to go Until kick off in Eindhoven We've given you the team I will recap it I would get all your thoughts in How are the pre-match nerves? Do you think you can do the job? Are you in for the long haul? Maybe it will take uh, more than the 90 minutes Let us know 01419511025 It's that time of the night though Where Cammy, Bell and Hugh Evans Have to team up And try and tackle this full-time teaser uh, and it's from Ryan Preston who says Alright Gordon, alright Ryan He says since the first Champions League in 92-93 Eight Scottish players have scored in the competition And have been capped for the national team It does not include Celtic and Rangers games So since the first Champions League in 92-93 Eight Scotland internationals have scored in the competition For teams other than Celtic or Rangers Gary McAllister. Yep. It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. There should be a couple more obvious straightforward ones. ones. Was Dalglish though? No. No. What year did you say, Gordon? So it's just the Champions League era, so 92-93, but onwards up to the present day. So Scotland internationals that have scored in the Champions League. Andy Robertson? Yes. He's won the thing He's been a runner-up A couple of times McTominay No Fletcher Dan Fletcher Yes Alright we'll leave it there then You've got three down And five to get um, Do you want to hear a bit From Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Looking ahead to this game tonight well, you know, I was involved as a player in Champions League. I win the Champions League. I coach in Champions League. You know, every time I hear the tune, something special is, is happening with me. And I, I'm sure all the players who are being involved in the tournament and all the players who listened to the song last week for the first time, it brings emotions because it sets such significance, the, the, the tune and playing in Champions League because it's, I think, the, the best tournament, club tournament in, in the world to be involved in. That's for everyone, for the fans, for the club, for the team, the players, my staff, myself. It's something special. It, it never goes away. I mean, if I've won it in, in, in Paris 2006, which is you know one of my proudest achievements in, in football I played uh, Champions League with Feyenoord my team uh, after so many years and nothing will make me even prouder to bring uh, Champions League back to, to Ibrox and uh, with, with the group stages clearly doesn't give you any guarantees Hugh no. um, but 
it must almost been nice for the Rangers players to have a manager with that Champions League pedigree. Like yeah. I say, it doesn't make you a good manager. It's not going to directly influence loads that happens tonight. But like I said, you'd still rather have that than not, surely. When you're in the trenches, and Cammy will know this to be the case, and you look along the line, and there's a guy who's won the competition, and he's the guy who's laying down your tactics and picking your team, you've got every faith in him. And the faith has been justified because he took Rangers to a European final. And, you know, he's got a real big job on his hands tonight, but I absolutely refuse to say that Rangers have no chance. Gammy speaks passionately about the what the competition means to him. I'm sure at some point he'll get that across to the players in one way or another. Yeah, I think Hugh's right. See, having somebody that's been there and done it and the experience uh, that he can pass on to, to the players, he's lived and breathed that, that experience. And um, yeah, I, I think it's great. His calmness is, is one thing that I, I think he can bring across to the players in, in these big occasions. Because, listen, some players can get caught up in it quite easily. That These are huge, huge matches for, for the Rangers players. And, and he's very, very calm, cool and collected. So... I think he'll pass that across to them tonight. Um, but yeah, you want you want all the experience you can, and even you've got guys like Alan McGregor sitting on the bench tonight. He's been there and done it for the club on big occasions, so he'll be passing his experience across to all the guys that how important this this game is tonight. Andy's a Rangers fan. How are you feeling now, Andy? Half an hour to go. How are the nerves? Yeah, I think I kind of echo the one of the previous callers. It was on. It's, it's quite a nervy game. Um, I think. I think if we'd taken a, a win, even just a one-goal advantage away from Ibrox, it would be going into a lot more confident because it's... I mean, the team can go in and we'll, we'll play attacking football, but my worry is that if we lose an early goal, yeah. you go chasing the game and if you know that's when pockets of space open up and if you get hit on the counter, it can very easily get away from you. So, quite nervy about it, but I'm, I'm still think the Rangers do have enough to to see us through it. Who's going to be? Who are you pinning your hopes on, sort of thing? Who who needs to step up tonight then to make sure that happens? I think that Ken and uh, uh, Lawrence they need to get the and you know the the kind of usual suspects. Barisic, Tavernier getting the ball into Cholak. He needs the service. He needs chances to to get the ball on target. Um, if he doesn't get many of them, then we're not going to get many goals. Yeah, um, Ryan, um, Ryan Kent thinks an interesting one, Andy. Um, just wanted to put that to Cami. Is it the type of night the Rangers need a big performance from him? Yeah, the, the, these are the nights that Ryan Kent really needs to to step up to the plate and and show he's a, he's a true um, one of the most. Like Rangers is most important players, and I, I just. But also, I think Connor Golson needs to have a big game tonight as well at the back. Be a leader, um, be strong defensively because they're going to come up against a team that's going to attack them, and and there's going to be a lot of balls into the box that he's going to have to defend. Um, set piece wise, as we've learned from last week, they're going to have to be really focused and strong. But yeah, they need they need Ryan Kent. They need. Tillman to step up to the plate tonight and make it, make it count for Rangers we could go on like this all night and there's half an hour to go to the game starts but John McLaughlin for yep. example he's played in every game domestic and European for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst he has clearly the manager made up his mind that he's the number one but John McLaughlin has yet to convince all of the Rangers fans it's a massive night for him mm. as well in goal uh, Andy what else is on your mind tonight? 
Yeah, the, I had another my initial uh, reason I phoned. Mm-hmm. It was actually just a wee uh, rebuttal to to Hughes' comments about Rangers and Celtic not being Champions League teams. I, I can get where he's coming from, and if you want to say that Rangers and Celtic don't have the ability to win the, the Champions League, and that's realistic, yeah. We have Rangers just shown last season that they have the ability to potentially win the Europa League. But this is a competition of 32 teams. It's not just a competition with the big teams. Now, if we wanted that, then people would have been all for the Super League and just got the big teams together and just had them fight it out. But, you know, it's a it's a competition with 32 teams, the best teams in Europe, you know, going by the coefficient, that's the way we're doing it. And I personally think it should be the champions of every every league in Europe, mm-hmm. um, at least duking it out in some sort of qualifiers for it and then getting down to the, the final 32. But but I think, no, it's a, it's a competition of 32 teams and they, it's how teams get better as well. You know, like, you know, the financial aspect of it is how teams then propel themselves on to become teams which can then compete a little bit further in it. And, you know, at the moment, we just happen to live in a world where uh, it's these big money backers the the only point I'm trying to make here Andy is that you're unsure if Rangers can beat PSB Eindhoven there will come a step up in class a real step up in class if you get into the Champions League so that's my personal opinion that Rangers and Celtic well, that, that won't just be your opinion though everyone knows it's yeah. a step up but this this saying you know that they're not Champions League teams I, I think it's quite a sensible question for man what does that mean then it where, where are we culling it? it it means they can't get out of the group right, so Club Bruges Maccabi Haifa Victoria Pilsen Marseille some of the other teams are they not Champions League teams either because, I mean, because they are by you know by definition yeah of course yeah but I mean we're here on Super Scoreboard we're talking about mm-hmm. the two teams that come from Glasgow I'm not interested in Maccabi Haifa oh you need to be if I ask you well I my point to you is that I think Celtic and Rangers are long odds against mm-hmm. getting out of the groups and I, I freely admit I don't know what the groups are yet but uh if it's a you referred to the group of death, if you get two groups of death, then you know I, I know he's not going forward. Yeah, again, I, I think that's the bit that everyone would agree with. I think Andy's point's just more about you know if, if Rangers have say knocked out Borussia Dortmund, Dortmund are considered a Champions League team. No one uses that label. Rangers knocked them out of the Europa League last season. I've mentioned some of the other smaller teams. <clears throat> For this 32-team tournament to exist, there has to be some very strong teams, some slightly weaker teams, some weaker teams still, and then some smaller clubs. But if we just start deciding that certain teams don't belong in the Champions League, then there's not really got much of a competition left. No, for me, they're all Champions League. They've, they've got their uh, on their own merit, and they deserve to be there. They, they, they're in the competition. Um, so, And I, I said before, I think Rangers and Celtic can progress if they get a favourable draw. Um, listen, they need to play absolutely at the top of their game every single game, and they need to be hitting ten out of tens. But they can do it. They've got they've got good enough players. The squads have improved on both sides of, of Glasgow. Um, so, yeah, I think the draw is the biggest thing for me for Rangers and Celtic. They need to get a favourable draw. They can't get afford to get all these big hitters. How confident are you, Andy? The set piece defending will be better this week than it was last week. <laughs> Oh, I hope so. I hope that they've uh, the defend. Well, I hope that they've there's certainly been some some words in the training room, or the training, the training ground, and there's been things worked on 
and the, the set pieces have been a have been in focus. But it's you know it's a game of football. It's it's all things happen so fast. Last week was a great example of being able to spin it whatever way you want you uh-huh. because. I think if you want to make it glass half full for Rangers, you would say, "Well, we sort of gifted them two goals because it's you know we set pieces and, uh-huh. and part of that was our own undoing, and we showed at times that we're more than capable uh, of beating them." And then if you want to do the same for PSV, you can say, "Well, our keeper really chucked one in, so yeah. if he if he doesn't do that, then you know then it's advantage us." So I think a lot of lessons can be taken from last week, and it'll be about between old friends Van Bronckhurst and Van Nistelrooy who. Who's learned the best lesson? The great thing about professional sport at the highest level is the unpredictability of it all. I assured everyone in the room last Saturday night in my daughter's house that Anthony Joshua <laughs> would overcome Usyk <laughs> and regain the, the world title. And you saw what happened next. Uh, I remain convinced that Rangers are in with a real chance of getting into tomorrow's draw in Istanbul because I think that... They do have the players that can cause PSB trouble. They need big performances, as Cammy said. Real A-game stuff. It has to be that way. Need to be tight at set pieces or tight air at set pieces. The goalie needs to have a good night. Cholak needs to have a a good night. Ryan Kent is capable of turning the game on its head, on his own, if it's going his way. I mean, some of the individuals PSV have got, Cammy, are very impressive indeed. Gakpo, who we said, you know, linked with a move to Man United. Nowadays, you, you need your wide players to be, well, you always have, but particularly now, really productive, putting up numbers as they talk about, you know, whether it's assists, goals. He's got three goals, four assists already this season. Rangers fans love Ryan Kent. They know what he's capable of, but there is quite often an accusation that the numbers don't follow. This would be a good night to get something in the numbers column, wouldn't it? Definitely, I, I think Ryan Kent. The questions out there is is the consistency for him. I don't think he's he's quite hit the consistent heights. We listen. We all know he can absolutely take a game by the scruff of his neck and 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 storm away for Rangers and make that big difference. But he needs to do it a bit more consistently for me. Um, but yeah, tonight's the night you want him to turn up. You need him to turn up. You need these guys to turn up and and really turn it on for Rangers and. As Hugh said, it's not just about one player. You're needing all 11 to turn up tonight. You need your goalie to have a a world-class performance because he's going to come under pressure tonight. Um, You need your attacking players to to go and hurt PSV and you need your defenders to defend the box well. Um, They didn't do that well enough last week, set piece-wise. It was too easy. I'm pretty sure tonight they'll have made sure that's not going to happen again. Um, So it's it's a big night for all the players that are on the pitch. Uh, thank you, Andy. What about William, who's a Rangers fan? How are you feeling, William? Uh, hello, Gordon, Cammy, and Hugh. Hello. Yeah, it's just. I can, I'll talk about the game if I can quite look in with Barrellis. Of course. That's okay. Yeah, the game. Well, I've just, I've just been watching the BT program here. So the last three times I've been there, I ain't over in one, so that's a positive. I'll be honest, I'm kind of fearing the worst, but I'm here to be surprised. I think if we play our best. Still might not be good enough because they've got. I think they've got six players valued between thirty to fifty million. It's going to be a difficult task, but I'm here to be surprised. Suppose if if you look at Rangers fans, shouldn't be surprised, Hugh, in the sense that last season's European performances. I think where maybe Williams coming from, they would feel a bit more confident if they'd had a few really eye-catching 
performances so far this season in any competition really yeah. I think obviously the home game against USG was good and got the job done and there have been other other bits and pieces Rangers go to Easter Road and win 5-0 at the weekend I still feel there's a, there, be, there, there would be a lot more confidence from William tonight yeah, I mean, William touches upon the, the, the two wins and one draw that Rangers have got against Eindhoven. But what happened in 1978, 1999 and 2011 has no relevance to what will take place tonight. I just think that individually and collectively they have players who can take advantage, who will not be intimidated by the crowd because they, they play in front of a much noisier one every second week. Uh so I just think it, it's it's there for Rangers but I, I fully understand by the same token it's there for PSB as well that's why it's going to be a heck of a match yeah looking forward to it I must say um, William you mentioned there's an obvious omission from the Rangers squad tonight what's your take on that? yeah I want Cammy's take on this and then, and then I'll get Hugh's take on another thing right there's two things about this right Cammy's a professional footballer right if he's so unfit and he's so mentally unfit. What's he doing even anywhere near the bench? He should be. If he's if he's unfit, it's a big thing to even get into last sixteen. The Rangers go. What's he even in, doing anywhere near the bench? Shouldn't be anywhere near the place if if he's so unfit. Mm. And the only thing that's disappointing this whole saga. You keep reversing to Walter Smith and Al Adam Graham soonest. I just don't think Rangers have the air their dirty linen in public. That's the only thing I'm disappointed about. On one hand, I don't think. They did. I mean, what do you mean by that, William? Giovanni van Bronckers confirmed yesterday at the press conference. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Well, he did mention he will be dealt with in house. So just deal with in house. Then don't don't bring it don't bring it to the floor because everybody every man and a dog the Celtic persuasion they're going to they're going to take their bite out of it and they're going to have a laugh they're going to highlight. Well, this has got nothing to do with Celtic. Nothing to do with Celtic. I mean, with Celtic. I mean it, when the press gather in Eindhoven. And they noticed that Alfredo Morelos is not there. If Rangers hadn't told a soul, someone's going to say, is Alfredo Morelos here? And at that point, you are duty-bound to tell the truth. Yeah, well, it started yesterday. They trained at the Rangers training centre. He wasn't there. Um, I don't think it's dirty linen either. I think it's highlighting a player who has been unprofessional in his attitude, who has shown no respect for his own legacy as the top goal scorer in Europe for Rangers in their history, I think it's dirty linen. I think you are naming mm. and shaming. I do like the first question, Cammy. Do you want yep. to answer it? You know, if he is so unfit, why was he able to be brought on at the weekend? Yeah, I, again, I, I think Alfredo, listen, he, he's, he's a top goal scorer for Rangers and I think that's why Giovanni would have wanted him in the squad and part of it and tried to get him that match fitness, which then allows him to probably lose some of his weight that he's carrying at the moment and not and obviously he's not match fit you, you can tell by looking at the condition of him um, and whether Giovanni thought that also that might have just given him the little boost that he needed was getting on the pitch getting that hunger of football again um, and obviously then it's not worked out that way but again for me I think Rangers have made the decision that they wanted people to know that Morelos isn't in the squad because his attitude and because he's not fit enough they were being absolutely clear on that they could have just said look it's a fitness issue and they could have left at that and again then the press then need to guess is it an injury or is it a fitness issue Rangers have made it clear that they want to let people know that 
No, it was quite a clear explanation it from was. the manager, wasn't it? It was quite an honest one, to be honest. Yeah, again, I, I respect him for coming out and saying that and being honest because there was a lot of questions on the back of what happened at the weekend. He's came out and says, look, his attitude's not right. He's not fit enough. That's why he's not travelled with our squad. I think there's more to it behind the scenes. Okay. I think for me that there's been a lot going on behind the scenes and, and whether his negative impact... Is, is starting to fester into the squad I, I think that's one of the reasons that he has been left back at home I know you're probably running late but there used to be camaraderie in the Super Scoreboard dressing room but now uh, with Bartley on the Nokia <laughs> bad day at the office he said the senior players my name is Keevans you're not, the senior player not Keegan but I would love it love it <laughs> if Aberdeen take Livingston apart at Aberdeen on Saturday uh, thank you William Quickly because I am late The Scotland internationals That have scored In the Champions League For a non-Scottish team You've got McAllister Fletcher Robertson Lambert Yes Kevin Gallagher No We'll get the rest of the answers next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Nearly there Rangers fans 13 minutes to kick off in Eindhoven This is a massive game in the Netherlands Either Champions League football or Europa League football By the end of the night That will be the outcome And we'll find out And whatever it is we look back on it all tomorrow Just quickly on this teaser Sent in by Ryan Preston And thank you to Ryan Since the first Champions League 92-93 8 Scotland internationals have scored in the tournament for teams out with Celtic and Rangers. Uh, so Gary McAllister, Paul Lambert, Darren Fletcher, Andy Robertson. There's an Aston Villa player, and it's driving me mad. Who was it? Um, but it Don't no. waste your time. No? No. <laughs> Sorry to let you down. What about Johnny Collins at Monaco? Yes, well done. Uh, struggling a bit. I'm sure I overheard you during the break. I think oh, you've got another one. Chalky McClear? No. No. That wasn't the one I heard you say to Cammy during the break. Come on, you. Strachan. Yes, Gordon oh. Strachan. Well done. Right, two to get. I will be astonished if you get them. Oh. <laughs> no offence or anything. <laughs> Absolutely astonished. That's what initials are for. Ah, we'll get to that a bit later on. Uh, right, Rangers game about to kick off. We've obviously spent a lot of focus on that and we will continue to. Let's just try and tick off some other important talking points from today. Uh, Quite interested in this Ross County business, Hugh. Yeah. And if you saw it today, Jack Baldwin and Ross Callahan have both been given two-game retrospective bans for tackles against Kilmarnock. Now, there were bookings at the time. Remember, we used to do this all the time. Uh-huh. We used to have these debates about how you could get a yellow upgraded and all that stuff, and we used to go round and round about if the referee didn't see it or didn't see part of it, and then the compliance officer and so on. So last season, I think it was... They streamlined the process uh, a bit and now they don't need to worry about whether the referee saw it or not. Basically, the compliance officer can just take a look and escalate it. But they've also tried to raise the the bar on it a little bit. It's it's now meant to be, because Fraser Wishart's big on this, you don't want to be re-refereeing games. But if the tackles are proper... You know, make you wince uh-huh. and would make everyone wince then those are the ones that, that would potentially fall into that bracket and those two have I don't think the right Malky decision would, yeah without doubt I don't think Malky Mackay would have any objection um, you know television is the only fallback you've got the referee failed to look after 
the safety of the players in that game. How that can be a, a, a yellow card in each instance is beyond comprehension. And I could see Derek McKenna standing on the touchline with his head literally in his hands, wondering about what was going on. So it is absolutely the correct decision. The tackles, we're trying to have a game of football here. I know that Willie Collum and Kevin Clancy took it in the neck for what went on on Saturday. I think Kevin Clancy very, very unfairly. I don't think he did anything wrong at Celtic Park. But the referee in Dingwall was guilty of not protecting the safety of the players. The tackles were horrendous. You'd stick up for Kilmarnock anyway, but on this occasion... Yeah, again, no, I, again, I, I echo what Hugh said, the safety for the players. And I think that's, we, as you say, we don't want to get into this situation where we're re-refereeing a game. That's not what we want to go down the route of. But again, if if a player's safety is being in jeopardy or, uh, again, that's that's the biggest thing. That if somebody gets hurt in this tackle and ends their season or potentially end their career, you never know. Like, um, So you need to take each individual circumstance on their own but you don't want to see us going back over and over and over games mm. and looking at every challenge but the real bad ones do need to get um, clamped down on for me Yeah and it looks like that's what's happened incidentally social media um, actually, funny I mentioned it on Monday is the standard of refereeing worse or is there more scrutiny now because of social media and, and clearly there, there is a part of that because in normal circumstances, would we have seen much footage from a Rangers B game against them, Barton, last yeah. night? Probably yeah. not. But now everyone's seen that tackle um, on Alex Lowry. He had to be stretched off and doesn't look great. No. That's probably an understatement. Yeah, and then it's a, such a shame because Alex is such a top player and, and one of our young talents in, in Scotland that we want to progress. And when you see things like that happening, you... It, it shouldn't be allowed in football. It's um, it was a it was a poor poor challenge um, and one that's obviously really hurt him. And hopefully, it's not as bad as it seems because you, you want you want your young talents to flourish, and we don't want them. They've gotten these opportunities to play in these cup games last night against Dumbarton, um, and then he's been taken into a challenge that shouldn't have happened for me and does need to get stamped down on. On the one hand, you can talk about the standard of refereeing having declined and it assuredly has gone downhill however whether it's Alfredo Morelos putting his hand into the face of a Hibs player or the challenge on Alec Lowry or the two Ross County players what about the players who are committing these fouls and committing these offences what about them we're trying to run a game of football and this is for me a dark side of the Scottish game that we should be eliminating. The t- some of what's going on is horrendous. OK, let's finish with the Rangers game because we're going to obviously spend a lot of tomorrow night looking back on it, whether it goes their way or not. It's one of those games that's is guaranteed a, a big reaction, yeah. Hugh. And you think it's going to be a positive one tomorrow. You think they'll do it tonight? You could look at the last 48 hours and think, what kind of way of, is this to prepare for a game of this stature? But... It will be out of the heads of the Rangers players. They'll be focused only on getting Rangers into the Champions League. And I think they'll win 2-1. I think You don't seem as confident. No, I, I, I am quietly confident. I think it's going to be really, really close tonight. I do. I think both teams, I think both teams will score. Um, 
and and I do see it going the distance uh, in extra time. I, I'm hoping it doesn't go to the penalties. Um, but I, f- I think Rangers are going to edge it tonight. Mm. Honestly, do I think there's going to be a, a big goal late on in extra time, um, and Rangers progress, and it would be fantastic to have two Scottish clubs in that Champions League. Does that mean it, is it a second bottle of red if it goes to extra time? Is that the way it automatically oh, yeah, works? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We must keep pace with the game. Please drink responsibly and all that. Uh, right, yeah, we're about to get wise up, Oh, he's getting <laughs> empty. I'll give out his address on Twitter after the show. Anyway, the Rangers team: McLaughlin, Tavernier, Goldson, Sands, Barisic. Lundstrom, Kamara, Tillman, Lawrence, Kent, Cholak. That is the team that Rangers hope will fire them to the Champions League group stages. And we are about to find out. Let's finish the show just by seeing if you could get the answers to this teaser. We were looking for the eight Scottish internationals that have scored in the Champions League proper, but not for Celtic or Rangers. Strachan, McAllister for Leeds. John Collins at Monaco. Paul Lambert, Dortmund. Darren Fletcher, Man United. Andy Robertson, Liverpool. I've got one for you. Ooh. David Hopkins No oh, I thought he might have done it at Leeds. I thought that was not a bad shout You know <sighs> There is One more Leeds Oh Oh Dominic Matteo Well, well done yes. Like Very that good. Evans. Great shout And the last one Was for A German team I noticed Ollie Burke Doing good things In the Bundesliga At the weekend It's not him You've already said Paul Lambert. Mm. Which German team? Initials, German team. What, uh, are, you, what are you giving us? Borussia Dortmund. Also. Mother Cloud. Nope. Oh. Wrong era. Um. <laughs> <laughs> or initials. Formerly the Glasgow City manager. Eric uh, Black. No. Um, well, what's his yeah, name? yeah, you've just got Scott mixed up. Booth. Yeah, Scott yep. Booth. Well done. Right, thank you. Hugh and Cammy, we're about to get underway in Eindhoven. Rangers fans, strap yourselves in. It promises to be a dramatic evening one way or the other. And whatever happens, whether you're on cloud nine or whether you're looking forward to the Europa League draw tomorrow, instead, we will be here for you at six o'clock. Gordon DL. Uh, and it's not Mark Wilson, is it? Is he off this week? He's, he's disappearing oh. as usual. Um, anyway. We'll be here at six. That's all you need to know. If it's Bartley, I'll be ready for him. We'll be here at six o'clock. So join us, make sure you do, and enjoy the game. <laughs>